The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Deep down the middle, has got his man, and he's gone! Jason Swain, touchdown! It's time for the Swain Event with your host, Jason Swain. My man. Real sports talk for the real sports fan. All you chumps are going to bow when I whoop them. It's time for the Swain Event, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Give me two shots and a red flag. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It is Friday. Swain event fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Hope you are having a wonderful, wonderful start to your Friday morning. We appreciate you joining us, allowing us to be a part of your morning. Jason Swain, Seth Stokes, my man Stokes, what is up? It is Friday. It is Friday. Yes, sir. My man. What's going on? Man, just another day in paradise, brother. How you doing? Man, wonderful. Wonderful, 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 man. I, it's a bye week. We needed a little bit of a break. Uh, I kind of, man, I kind of wanted to see Tennessee play this weekend, man. I've been, I, I mean, I've been liking this football team. Uh, the results have not been ideal, but, man, how can you, how can you not like, Seeing these guys play and give their all, and uh, we don't get a chance to see that this weekend. But we know our boys need a need a break. But uh, Ben is on the on the road, West Tennessee, visiting family. Well, this that's what he tell you. Don't think he's done. He's going to the Memphis Grizzlies game uh, right. today, and so uh, Stokes, man, let's rock this thing, man. How are you this morning? Man, I'm great, man. I'm 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 up. I've got my coffee here, <clears throat> ready to rock and roll. Let's do this thing. I'm I'm with you. I, I, it stinks that Tennessee's not playing uh, this weekend. It, this is a fun team to watch, and that's something we have not been able to say in a while. It's been a lot of uh, us watching because we're fans, but we're watching begrudgingly because it's not been a fun product to 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 be a fan of. But this is a fun bunch of guys to to enjoy. I, I'm I'm loving it. Yeah, I mean, I've I've never been this excited about being 500 in my life, <laughs> and, and it's because of the way that these guys play, it's the way they handle their business. And if you if you miss Tennessee Prime, um, you know any anyone if you miss Tennessee Prime, I mean, my goodness, you missed a good one this week with with Kate Mays and and um, Hendon Hooker, and just what a what a young man Hendon Hooker is. He's yes. not a kid. He's a grown man. Uh, he's a young man, but man, just so fortunate that Josh Dobbs, Henry Hooker, and these are a couple of the quarterbacks that we've had in the last 10 years, man. Um, these are the type of guys you want representing your university. These are the type of players you want leading, you know, your your football team. And so, man, we're just so fortunate. Man, we just fell into a a gym with Hendon Hooker. We got him for another year if he chooses um, to take advantage of that extra year. But, man, just – I hope so. I know, right? I hope so. I hope so. But, 
Uh, man, we got we got some things to talk about uh, today. I want to get to the phone calls, and this is how we're going to do phone calls today. Uh, Stokes, you're going to join us for the first hour, as always on a on Fridays. Uh, we're going to bring in Jonathan Wade at 8 p.m., and he's going to co-host with me for two hours. Jonathan Wade, former Tennessee DB, played receiver, played DB, but was drafted as a DB to the, at that time, St. Louis Rams uh, in the third round of the 2007 draft. Played uh, for the Lions, played for the Dolphins, um, obviously played for the Rams. And um, Jonathan's dynamic, man, dynamic, dynamic personality, really, really fun. You guys will love him. Uh, he is down in Texas. Um, he is coaching, molding, developing uh, football players, young players. And so it's going to be fun. It's going to be really fun. So we'll have um, Wade with us for two hours after after Stokes um, leaves us here in about an hour. So the phones today because I'm on the ones and twos. I'm on the phones. We we hosting the show. You give us a call, 865-255-03. I'm going to patch you straight in. I'm going to patch you straight in. I'm not going to be able to answer the phone live. I'm going to patch you straight in. You're going to go immediately on hold once I see the light is blinking. When I come to you, you simply give your name, where you're calling from, and then we'll roll from there. Um, there, there may be some folks that I recognize the voice, some others I may not. Um, so just please, once you are live, just tell everyone who you are and where you're calling from and we can get this thing popping. Okay. Let's go to the phones because Andy has been waiting for about 12 minutes. Let's see if Andy's awake. I guess Dedication. Andy, I know, right? Let's see if Andy's awake. Uh, Andy, good morning. <laughs> hey, how y'all doing? What's up, Andy? You are awake, man. Good morning. I uh, just got home. Um, there's two things to us calling. The first one, um, man, I tell you what, <laughs> Greg Sansky, I think he don't realize that he's playing with fire when it comes to coming at Tennessee fans. Who's that? Greg Sansky. Greg Sankey? Yeah. Oh, the commissioner. Man, I'm telling you what. I know I wouldn't do it because I just wouldn't want to get catch a charge. But I could see fans going to Alabama and trying to set that building on fire if things get crazy enough to where they feel that they're ready to take things in their own hands if things don't change. Um, I mean, I feel they could be some really crazy things happen. Yeah, Andy, I, th- I think I think Tennessee fans need to sit this one out. Greg Sankey yep. is is not the one. <laughs> he, he ain't the one. He he is not the one. You're not gonna bully. Greg Sankey is the most powerful man in college sports uh, outside of um, Jimmy Sexton, super agent who represents all the top coaches. I don't. You don't want that smoke with with Greg Sankey. Now we don't agree. With the things that Greg Sankey have said about officiating, um, I understand that as a fan base. And really, SEC fans have not agreed with how Greg Sankey answered the questions about uh, the question about full-time officials. But understand something. <laughs> Greg Sankey has all the power. And if he wants to, he can lay the hammer down anytime he wants to. So, He's I just a ball-headed old man. Huh? 
He's just a ball-headed old man. Uh, he may be ball-headed, but he's powerful. The most powerful uh, man in college two, football. Um, if Hooker does get hurt, say, in the, in the Kentucky game, don't we have a transfer quarterback named Gaston Moore? Yeah, he's he's a walk on, but right. If 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 Henry gets hurt, it's gonna be it's gonna be Joe Milton. It's not gonna be the walk on quarterback. So and, that's the only choice we have now. Um, I mean, you can go with Gaston Morris. You have a couple choices, but I think you know the staff feels like Joe Milton will be the guy outside of a a walk on quarterback. Um, Harrison Bailey entered the transfer portal. He's going to field phone calls right. from coaches uh, across the country. So that's that's the reason why he decided to hit the hit the portal in the middle of the season. I understand that from the business side of it. I don't like it because at the end of the day, yeah. it is quitting in the middle I of the season. I knew it was coming. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people knew it was coming. Um, you well, know. they had they had pretty much already made their mind up that. That he knew he was going to get redshirted, and colleges have been calling them for like months, like really, really, really trying to. And then they had pretty much already said it about the at the end of this at the end of this season. They were pretty much if things that changed it, you know. Yeah, yeah. And they were going to enter the portal. Yeah, and um, hey, he got he got to do what he got to do, and um, hope. hope Nothing but the best for him, and we'll see what happens. Andy, and thanks so much for the phone call. Good to hear from you. Stokes? Yes, sir. I, I think it's time for us to address, to address transfers. And this is okay. we, this is weird because we, we haven't really had to go here when it comes to transfers. Like, guys transferring out. That's normal, right? Yeah. I mean, yes. we've, we've seen that, especially in the last two years, because we've had all these different coaches. So transfers happen. Transfers coming in, transfers going out. That's normal. Fans wanting a certain transfer from a different school, you, you, you see that he's good, that's normal. Or we've seen fans, when a player leaves, hey, Wish you nothing but the best. We understand. Like, we see that's normal. But what's abnormal is a fan who is trying to talk a player into coming back that already transferred out. That is weird. That is weird. That is very strange. And it's like, not – it's not so much like the, the, the fans are trying to talk the player into doing it, but the fans are, like, hyping the player up and, like, oh, yeah, yeah, we, we want you back. In this case, it's Daryl Milton mm-hmm. that seems to be on social media kind of politicking trying to get back here. And I understand why he would want to come back at this point because Tennessee is, is doing their thing. And I'm pretty sure he talks to his former teammates and it's something that he wants to be a part of. What's weird about it, Stokes, is that the fans are like, come on back, come on back, come on, yeah, yeah, come on back. And it looks like they have really no regard for 
what might have been the reason why he left in the first place. Right. It's like we we don't know the exact reason he left in the first place. Um, and he left. The, the thing is, he left. That's like you just want someone to to be with, so you, you you're dating somebody, and and they break up with you, and you can't find anybody else, yeah. and they start sniffing back around you because you're lonely. You're just like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, come on back, come on back. Like I don't understand that at all. Like he he left. I'm I'm not sure he left on the best terms. I I'm I'm not sure that you know it's it's not like he was this standout super. Yeah, we lose you. We lose you a little bit, Stokes. There, game changing player that. What about now? Is this any better? Yeah, we, we lost you uh, for a little bit. You were you okay. were slow mo a little bit. Um, sounds a little bit better. You know, it's DJ Screw. That's yeah, all it was. That's that's exactly what it was. <laughs> but it's not like he was this this standout exceptional player that other you know other coordinators had to scheme around to make sure he didn't beat you that just got a little disgruntled and left. Like, he was all right. It, it, I don't understand this this social media love affair Tennessee fans are having with him now that he has transferred yet again, and now he's wanting to he, – he's a free agent again, and fans are wanting to come back to Tennessee. Like, look, I, I know we need bodies, we need some depth, but let, let's not let's, – let's slow down a little bit. You know, let's think about why maybe he left, and maybe he didn't leave on the best terms, and maybe – Tennessee's not the best place for him. Yeah. I'm, like, I wish him success. I hope wherever mm-hmm. he ends up, he has finally uh, matured and settled his soul a little bit to where wherever he goes, he's ready to, to put his head down, get to work, and buy into a culture. But I just don't know if, if that that's – like, you had your chance at Tennessee. Correct. That's that's how I'm looking at it. And, and you know, we're talking about a, a Knoxville – um, product, and we certainly want to be respectful and 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 handle this conversation with with care for sure. You don't want to throw you know, someone under the bus um, that's right here from Knoxville, but you know Milton has not taken care of, of his business. I think he would admit that, and and. Looks like he understands that. Um, I think that Middleton has reached out, trying to get back on board at Tennessee. I don't think that the feeling is mutual. And I think Middleton is using the fans to put pressure, public pressure, on the coaches to give him a second chance. And I don't think it's going to work. And it stinks because it's, it's so weird. Like, we don't see this every single day. This is this is different. And um, I think this is a lesson about when you have an opportunity to buy in, you got to buy in. And, and yeah. 
you may make a decision. And that's okay. Like, you have that right to make that decision. But understand that if you change your mind, that doesn't mean that the same opportunity is going to, to be there if you change your mind. Like, you, you, you gave an example about relationships. And, yeah, you can, you can be in a long relationship with somebody. And you both can decide, okay, this is not working. Let's go our separate ways. And I think that's what Tennessee and Daryl Milton did um, a couple months ago. Like, all right, this is not working. You know, let's just go our separate ways. Well, it mutually takes both people to feel the same way to get back together. So, so you mutually felt like you need to go separate ways. One person is like, okay, well, I, I want to be back. The other person was like, no. I realize that we're better apart. I think that's right. kind of like what Tennessee is doing. It's like, no, we, we moving on. And we wish you the best, but we're moving on. And you may want to get back together, but we, we, we good. And we don't want any animosity. We hope that you're well. Tell your mama we love, you know, hey. <laughs> Tell mama and them, hey, we love you. Tell all your friends, hey. You know, but just being together is just not the best interest for, for, for me. Uh, right. That's how I see the situation, and you know, fans, just, just, just understand that there's a reason why you know the mutual breakup happened in the first place, and there's a reason why it didn't work out at West Virginia. And I'm trying to be as respectful as possible to to, to Middleton, while also being respectful to our listeners, talking about a subject right now. Um, that's happening this week that, quite frankly, just needs to be discussed. So right. don't get sucked in trying to b- basically pressure Tennessee coaches. That's all you're doing, fans. You, you're kind of buying in and getting caught up in trying to pressure Tennessee coaches to to take back a player that had his opportunity. He had his opportunity. Don't allow yourself to be – a pawn and be some, you know, someone that from the outside looking in is complicit to some drama. I mean, this is, this can turn into some drama um, to be honest. And, and it's weird because we don't see fans, you know, we don't see a former player kind of, I won't say begging, but trying to, you know, come back at the transfer. And we don't see that. So, just just fall back and just understand that's the reason why it happened in the first place. But um, that happened. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Harrison Bailey happened. We touched on it a couple days ago, Stokes. We get you every Friday. So your your takes on things, um, we don't get a chance to get your take on things before Friday. Uh, I don't want to spend a ton of time on it. I know you probably don't want to spend a ton of time on it, talking about third-string quarterback transferring. But – Give us give us your take quickly, and then we'll move on. Well, we'll, we'll wrap it up the middle of the conversation. One, I think that uh, unless he's had, like, a tremendous change of heart, personality, maturity, like, Rondy Garner's the same coach that he's always going to be. Like, that's like, – if you couldn't get along, if that's if that was the issue, that's, that's probably not going to change. Also, the social media – begging for Middleton, like he is a caps lock away from, from it being a Brady Hoke text message to John Curry. Yeah. 
Like it's 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 he he needs to somebody needs to get in his ear and tell him to slow that down because that's it's not it's not a good look for him. Um, Harrison Bailey, good luck, sir. Uh, this was kind of the, the writing on the wall. He was a former five five star quarterback coming out of high school that two staffs now have not thought he was going to be good enough to see the field anytime soon. He was third string with two different staffs. Like that's just all there is to it. I I, I understand that when you get a five-star quarterback, uh, you want to, as a fan, you want to see him play and you want to see him succeed. There's a lot of hype around him. I get it. Um, But the reality is a really, really bad head coach didn't think he was good enough to play. And a what looks to be a really good head coach doesn't think he's good enough to play right now. So this clamoring, oh, and this woe is me, sky is falling because we're losing a third-string quarterback, I don't get it. This has been the weirdest situation I've ever seen with a quarterback in Tennessee. Like, I, I, I've not seen anything like this. It just it makes no sense to me. But I hope he succeeds wherever he goes. I think he's a talented kid. From all accounts, he seems to be a good kid. Um, he's not going to cause any trouble. There's not going to be any drama. This wasn't a drama. The, the only drama that was involved in his time at Tennessee was from the fans. Yeah. That was it. This kid, this kid kept his head down. He went to work, and it just didn't work out here. So good luck to him wherever he goes. I hope he balls out. I hope he does a great job. Um, but, I mean, that's all, that's all there is to say. He's, he, was, he wasn't making an impact. That's the thing. He was, he, we're not losing production with him gone. So I don't, I don't get why everybody's up in arms. I understand that things are going to be thin at the quarterback position moving forward. I understand that there's a chance for things to be thin at the quarterback position next season, but that's on Heifel and his staff to to uh, fill that void a little bit. And I, I say void only because that's a, a scholarship quarterback that's no longer on the roster that they would have liked to have had in case a second injury occurs. Sure. Um, so, like, that, that's – and that's why it's the only reason I can use the word void there because it's not, it's not really a void. You're not, there's no drop there. So, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's up to Hypo and his staff to replace him in recruiting or through the transfer portal. And I have no doubt that they will do that. But this is the day and age we live in um, where kids can move about freely at this point, they're going to transfer. If they're not happy with their playing time, especially quarterbacks, you only have one on the field at a time, they're going to leave. That's just all there is to it. That's it. That is it. We'll take our first break of the day. Seth Stokes, Jason Swain, I'm live here in the Low T Center studio. 865-255-03 is our telephone number. We'll take our first break of the day. Again, our number one is brought to you by Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. Swain Event, be right back. Grow your business with Iris Network's high-speed fiber internet. irisnetworksusa.com When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 
42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42st.com or give them a call at 865-382-7007. 42nd Street, brand, strategy, design. JC's Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. JC's will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. For a replay of each day's Swain Event TV, like us on Facebook. Hi there, Swain Event family. Are you in the market to purchase a home and a bit freaked out with the market right now? As someone who's been in your spot before, I'm familiar with what's going through your brain. And as a realtor, I've mastered the ins and outs of the buying process. When you work with me, you'll benefit from my experience, and together we'll work toward making sound, smart decisions for your future. And of course, talk a little Vol Sports along the way. Just give me a call, Jennifer Morris, Keller Williams Realty, 865-257-7897, or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. Hope to hear from you soon. I'm Vince Moore, wide receiver, VFL 1991, and you're listening to The Swain Event. Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. We are joined by our guy Seth Stokes here on the Irish Network's hotline, 865-255-03. If you want to jump in and chit-chat, rap with the boys, you can always do that. Again, our telephone number is 865-255-03. Stokes, man. You, you okay? You getting a little nervous about about your Braves? Series is tied one to one. Coming back to to the A for three games. You 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 good? You nervous? I'm, I stay nervous about uh, my Atlanta pro sports fandom. Um, if history shows anything, you should always stay nervous if you're a fan of the Falcons or the Braves or the Hawks. No, you're right. No, you're right. Two ways around it. That's just you. You stay. You you stay nervous so you don't have to get nervous. Essentially, I'm with you. Oh man, I I, I think they can get it done. Um, losing Morton hurt, especially if this thing goes over five games. Um, that's that's going to be tough, and I think it will. I think this thing has the chance to 
to go seven. It's a really good chance to go seven. Um, but I'm I'm hoping, hoping that the Braves can pull this off because the Braves beating the Dodgers and advancing to the World Series really made Saturday's loss to Alabama um, a little less difficult. And the thing is, like last Friday, we were on the show. I said I'm, I'm not I'm not going into it with much expectation other than we just put out a great effort, which is what we did. Um, and we just don't get embarrassed, which is we, we didn't get embarrassed. We we played our butts off. Our our I didn't, I'm not part of the team. Tennessee played their butts off. The team played their butts off. The guys fought hard and had a chance to win it. Middle of the fourth quarter had a chance to to you know they were there. They were a score. They were a, a touchdown away. And couldn't get it done, but I let myself get wrapped in and, and and wrapped up in the in the drama of the game, and was was angry for a minute. But then the Braves clinched, and and I was I I was soothed a little bit. Well, I just I hope the Braves get it done, my friend. Just just I, I will be watching with my fingers crossed, and uh, hopefully it happens. Uh, earlier in the show, actually at the top of the show, Andy called in and. You know, he was, he was, he was choosing. He wasn't just choosing violence, man. He was choosing some some terror, some terrorist actions right there, man. Talking about Tennessee, yeah, Tennessee fans. You know, better be careful, Greg Sankey. Tennessee fans are gonna go down and and burn stuff down. No, man, nobody's nobody's doing that. Uh, I think Greg Sankey is in the crosshairs of a lot of SEC fans right now um, because of his answer, but. You know, we kind of just let that comment go from Andy, but man, Andy, I don't, I don't, I don't know if that's going to happen, man. Let's let's hope that doesn't happen. That would be embarrassing for for college sports altogether. On the text box, King Vol three hundred says, "Looking into the Milton situation, just got a question: If Eric Gray hit the transfer portal tomorrow and wanted to come back, would you take him? Well, it depends on how he left. It depends on the conversations that that went on." When when he left, now he he left before. I think Josh Heupel was actually hired. I think so. Yeah, he left when you know Kevin Steele was the interim. So that would be a totally different situation than Daryl Milton. So when Daryl Milton was here and the new staff was here, the new staff was wanting him to leave. They was wanting him to leave. They didn't really meet Eric Gray because Eric Gray was already at Oklahoma when this new staff took over. So this situation is, is, is different. Would I want him, you know, based on, you know, his personality that we got a chance to, 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 you know, witness, he wasn't a problem in the locker room. If he wanted to come back, um, I'll be open to that, but I, it's not my decision. And I don't, I wouldn't talk to him. I would. I don't know what what would be talked about in those conversations. I think looking at the core, the uh, quarterback with the receiver, goodness gracious, the running back depth this upcoming season. Jabbar Small, he's going to be back. We don't know about Tyon Evans because I mean he's a father. I think he should come back, and I think NIL should help with him when it comes to finances. To be honest, I think besides him and Hooker. Stokes, I think Tyon Evans should be the most marketable guy on the football team outside of Hendon Hooker next year. If Hendon comes back. So yep. I think financially, Tyon can be okay with a with a child in his last year at Tennessee. The only thing 
that would concern you if you are Tyon is can you stay healthy? Because mm-hmm. you have battled an injury this year, and being healthy, he was able to show off his skills, his skill set, how he could, you know, his play could translate to the NFL. So it's kind of a double-edged sword. Like, man, um, he he's hurt, not able to show off his skills. He already lost some years being in JUCO. You wonder, all right, because he's hurt this year, should he go ahead and go? Does he have enough film? Because you don't want to be in a situation next year where you're hurt again, but worse. So it's like you don't have enough film, but you're afraid that if you come back, you may get hurt, especially for a running back. So, But I just think deep down in my heart, I just feel like he, he should come back and financially – he should be taken care of with the NIL stuff. And um, if I have anything to do with it, we'll make sure that happens. Um, so you look at the running back depth, Jalen Wright hasn't dude, he hasn't played since the beginning of the season. We've seen walk-ons play a, ahead of him. So I would be surprised if Jalen Wright would be back next year, to be honest. So, so there's opportunities to bring in a – uh, transfer running back. There's opportunities to bring in um, a freshman high school running back. I just think the running back room needs to continue to develop, and I think it needs to add a body or two. But I would be open to Eric Gray coming back if that's something that he wanted to do, and I don't really blame him for leaving. Um, let's get to the phones, Stokes. And uh, good morning. Who do we have? You know, you think a guy that has worked with you as long as he, he has in Stokes that you could pay his Wi-Fi bill for him. Man, I don't know what's up with Stokes' Wi-Fi. It's good now. I, I tell you that, it's, it's not the Wi-Fi. I've been looking into it. Every time this happens, I think it's either the, the Wi-Fi card in my PC tower or something's going on with the processor. That's the only two things it can be because I check the Wi-Fi even sitting where I'm at on the on my phone uh on my tablet it's 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 spectacular like i'm 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 pulling down you know 300 but uh i get it on where my studio setup is and it just falls apart so and i'm sitting right next to it checking on another device that's fine so that's something i gotta work out on my end but i got i thought it was the wi-fi at first and you know put it on my phone's hotspot, and it didn't change much so it's um it's not the Wi-Fi. Of course, Voston I'm gonna, blame, <laughs> gonna find a reason to blame me. <laughs> Naturally, guys. Um, you know you have that uh that ex of yours that you've <clears throat> you broke up with because y'all were fighting all the time and you were saying you were no good. And then you know you go, you work out, start looking a little better, start having a little success. Not like big time success, but a little bit. Mm. And then she starts hitting you up in your DMs. Mm-hmm. She starts seeing your Instagram photos. Mm-hmm. You don't want that. Mm-hmm. She left for a reason. It's broke. Mm-hmm. And that's Daryl Middleton. Yeah. No doubt about it. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, hey, you had an opportunity. You had an opportunity. Didn't work out. Got an extra year of eligibility. Um, Tennessee is not an option, and um, I think the I think Daryl going public with his interest in playing in Tennessee 
even though I think Tennessee and Daryl have had that conversation probably already. Like I just I just don't think that's good for anybody. It's just it's just not good for anybody. So you know find find you a good place, find you a good fit, and have the best freaking year of your life at that one school and buy in, take advantage of the one you know the one season you have the the, the experience. Um, just, just, just lock in. Be focused. It just won't be a Tennessee. So the 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 public um, politicking is just it just doesn't look good for really anybody. It doesn't look good for Tennessee. It doesn't look good for Middleton. So hopefully he finds a place that he can go and and play at his last year. Yeah. A lot of people in our fan base must have relationship issues because they do. They keep wanting former players back. They keep wanting former coaches back. <laughs> they, they they've never got it into their heads that you know there's a reason they're gone. Yeah, the Kiffin love was 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 borderline embarrassing. It's like, dude, he's at Ole Miss, and he's throwing shade at you, Tennessee, and he's done this for years. He has crapped on Tennessee. For years, was with little little side barbs and jokes and shots, and no one has picked up on it enough to say, "How about I not praise another coach of an SEC school?" But hopefully, this 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 past season playing Ole Miss, that's killed that Kiffin love. I hope so because I haven't seen much of it since, and that's the way it should be. Guys, before I go up. <clears throat> I can almost guarantee that Seth Stokes won't be stealing candy from trick-or-treaters like Austin Price. See you, boys! See you, my friend. <laughs> Hopefully Stokes doesn't do that. Stokes, best best Halloween candy. Go. Go. Best Halloween candy. Um, I, I'm a I'm very partial to the uh the mini Reese cups that you can get, and uh those are my favorites. Uh, anything Chocolate peanut butter is is the best to me. That that's, that should go to if, if it, you know because Halloween candy you don't often get the full size, uh, you know, candy bars and stuff. It's it's always the minis. So those little bite size, uh, individually wrapped Reese cups. That's that's the jam right there. That's the dad tax. So Reese's cup. That's that's what you're going with. Yep. Yep. Hey man, I'm a Reese cup guy. Reese's, Reese's, they're on point. Yep, Reese cups, Reese pieces, all that stuff. I gotta go with, um, I gotta go with Snickers, man. Snickers are good. That's, I mean, that's that's my go-to. Snickers are good. That's my go-to. I'm a, I like the chocolate peanut butter combination as well. Um, y'all, y'all in this candy corn. What are you? What are you doing? So, my my thing with candy corn is every once in a while, I, I, I'll I'll want just like a couple, but it's like after two or three, I'm like, okay, I've had enough candy corn until next year. Like I don't, I can't eat any more than that. There's like it's it's for me like that's just part of Halloween. It's like you got to have at least that one bite of candy corn, and then you're good. It's like okay, okay, candy corn is still bottom of the of the pecking order and there's a there's a power gap between the one that's above candy corn and where candy corn actually is um 
but it's it's just I don't know for me I, I just gotta have a couple little pieces of candy corn and then I'm good I don't I don't want it again it's like peeps like it, it, a lot of people hate peeps at Easter um Ugh. I'll I'll eat a couple of peeps at Easter because I I don't think they're terrible but they're so overly sweet that I can only eat a, a couple and then I'm I'm good let me ask you Stokes what is the flavor of candy corn. It it's just it's just a little sugar cube. Like there's not a really a flavor. I mean, it's like hardened sugar with some food coloring in the shape of a triangle. So no. So 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 no flavor. So like so like 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 peanuts have a flavor. Peanut butter have they have a flavor. Chocolate yeah. there's a flavor. Caramel there's a flavor. Candy corn is just sugar. It's just sweet. There's no flavor. Yeah, exactly. To me, that's just, I've never been able to, like, candy corn tastes like candy corn. Like, it's, you can, you can taste it before you even take a bite of it because it's just, it's distinct and nothing else tastes like it. And I'm not saying that's a good thing. Like, it doesn't have, a, it doesn't have a flavor. Like, you know what I'm saying? I know it's weird. It's just, it's just sweet. That's all it is. That's it. Like, there's no, there's no flavor to it. It's just, it's just sweet. There's no love here. Go Vol, Go Harval says mixed candy corn and peanuts. Yum. Kevin in Houston says candy corn tastes like sugary dog crap. I didn't know, Kevin, that you knew what dog crap tasted like, my man. You eat people's crap for breakfast? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just messing with Kevin, man. Uh, y'all should see Kevin. Kevin looks amazing. Lost a ton of weight. Man, just happy, happy for Kevin. Oh, I know he's living his best life right now, so... Uh, kudos to, to you, that, Kevin. Kevin. Huh? I need to be doing what Kevin's doing. Yeah. I know what Kevin's doing. He's not eating candy corn. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> I've, I've had my little taste of candy corn for the season, so there will not be any more candy corn consumed in this household. Yeah, he's not eating candy corn. That's what he, that's, that's, that's what he's doing. Um, Scott, Scott Y says many Reese's is his go-to. Uh, ATL VFL says any Dallin Hayton news. Ooh, you want Dallin Hayden news, huh? Well, this is what I this is what I can tell you. Tennessee and Dallin Hayden um, have not talked in a very did not talk for a very very long time when Josh Heupel uh, was hired, and for the last couple months now, I think conversations have have resumed. I don't know uh, where Tennessee is as far as a legitimate shot at flipping Dallin Hayden. Hayden. Um, but I do know from the Hayden side of things that uh, they are uh, more open to Tennessee, I think, now than they were months ago. And so you always want to respect the young man who has committed. You don't want to create any drama. And he is not a normal recruit. He is a recruit of a Tennessee legend. And so uh, you respect his wishes if he wants to, you know, handle his recruitment in a way that's not on social media and on the message boards, I think they're handling it very, very smart. Um, but for a time, it was, there was not any communication. I think what Hypo has done behind the scenes, I think what Hypo has done with the on-field product has helped Tennessee's case to be able to, to, to make a push for, for Hayden. I think there's a couple players that Tennessee missed out on previously that 
Tennessee may be back into the fold with. So that's what I can say. That's what I can say. Just just give yourselves a chance. That's that's all that's all you can do. And and hope for that. That's it. Uh Tremel says, What the hell are you talking about, Seth? You lost me when you said, What am I saying? I'm not playing. We always say we. So when you said we yeah. talking about the Atlanta Braves, and then you corrected yourself and said that you're not on the team, Tremel's like, No, nah, man. Fans, we part we part too. We can say we. Just like we, the players say we. I go I go back and forth with that. Like sometimes I'm forward and sometimes I'm like, no, no, I'm not out there on the field giving max effort. I'm I'm on my couch yelling. So, you know, I but I am part of the fan base and the and the family. So I yeah, I, I see both sides of it. This this is what I'll say about that. From my player's perspective, a player's point of view, I think fans are more than they have the right to say we because you are emotionally involved. That's the truth. You're emotionally involved, man. Like players are physically involved, they're emotionally involved. Like, yeah, they involve all the way, right? Because they're playing the game. But that doesn't mean that you are not involved. That doesn't mean that you don't have skin in the game. As a fan, you do. You just don't have as much as the players. Right. So there's a there's a a a degree. There's levels to it. But that doesn't mean that you don't have any. So, you know, there's a lane that I think fans need to stay in. But at the same time, to sit here and say that you don't belong on the highway is not true either. Like, you, you belong on the highway too. You, 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 you're making this drive as well. It's just not the same drive as the players. But you, you are emotionally involved. You are emotionally involved. So, um, see – Fallstorm says she broke up for a reason. Can't go back and get her. Talking about Daryl Milton. Um, ATL VFL asked, will I take Gray back? We touched on that. Um, Tremel from chat says, Wade was one of my favorite players. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Wade will join us. Actually, Wade is, is, is man, he's, he's early. So we'll have him on here in about uh, 10 to 12 minutes. But he's ready to rock and roll from, from Texas. So, it's going to be up, ready to go. Yeah, he's queued up, ready to go. So um, that's what being a professional is all about, man. He learned from Coach Former. You'd rather be 10 minutes early than one minute late. So, man, he's ready to rock and roll this morning. So we'll get with Jay Wade here in about 12 minutes for the rest of the show. That's just a good way to go about your life. That's right, man. That's right, man. I mean, I, I, just as, as just in work in general. Don't don't be late. That's disrespectful. Be yeah. be be on time or early. That's right. Uh, James says uh, Stokes lag sounds like he's hitting the sauce early this week. <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought you had a um, cup of that purple drink, man. Hey, <laughs> this morning well, I was like, "You all right, Stokes?" Little bourbon in the coffee this morning slow me down just a wee bit. Yeah, you all right? You all right? <laughs> hey, this is a little off topic, but. <clears throat> Did you by any chance see the end of the Packers Cardinals game last night? Man, I did. I watched it. You know, I I I, I, I called the um, Pigeon Forge Gatlinburg Pittman game last night in Gatlinburg, and um, you know the game ended pretty early because both teams were running the football. So I mean, the game was only two and a half hours long, but the drive back home was an hour. So I got back 
And then I watched the the Packers Cardinals game, and when I didn't go to bed till you know after midnight, but I did see the ending, and the Ooh. ending of the Cardinals game reminded me of the ending of the Ole Miss game, where I'm sitting there going, "Right, what you doing, man? <laughs> <laughs> like, what, what, hey, what you doing? That game for three quarters was pretty boring, and then it became just offense city." For a quarter, Cardinals get the ball back at their own one-yard line, drive the field. Talk about two-minute drill. Drive the field and then screw it up like that. Like, <laughs> oh, it was hilarious. Like, I don't, I don't care about either team outside of my my fantasy teams. I had Ertz going and uh, with uh, the the running back for Green Bay uh, going. So when he didn't get in. When the Packers were down, just knocking on the door, I was a little disappointed in the ho- that whole sequence just for fantasy football purposes. But then I was like, okay, let's see if the Cardinals can do something with this. And they do, but then they don't. Like, what's A.J. Green doing? What, what was Murray doing? You got other get receivers running routes on the other side, too. Yeah, I don't know. He stayed with it, though. I don't know what he was doing. I, I have no clue what he was doing. <laughs> Like, when that ball was thrown and Green didn't get his head around, I was like, what in the world just happened? You, you know what the hardest thing is, though? The hardest thing is for Colin Murray to pretend like he ain't pissed off at A.J. Green. Right. <laughs> like, like, all he did was just lay down. He was, hey, he just, all he did was just lay down. Like, I know he wanted to fire A.J. Green up. Man, we, we drove 90-something yards. We did all this. We, we man, we, we got ourselves back in this football game and 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 – this is what you do? <laughs> this is what you do? AJ Green, we did all this to get back in this game, and you're not going to run around? You don't know the play? Are you kidding me right now? Like, yeah. So there were two things in that, in, in, in that possession that AJ Green, Green did that, that I laughed heartily about. Uh, one of them I understand. So he, on that third down from the one-yard line, Kyler Murray hit him with a beautiful ball and A.J. Green had his back to the safety, and he caught the ball, but the safety was like eight yards back. He could have turned and went upfield and got some more yardage, but he was expecting the hit, so he caught the ball, ducked his head, and just like backpedaled for a couple of steps and then fell down, and they came up and tapped it. It was the funniest-looking thing I've seen in a while. But then what happened in the end zone took the cake. Man. Took the cake. Man, man, that was that was that was bad right there. Mm. That was bad. And that, but that was a great game for us. But that was bad for AJ Green. Man, he was taking it on the chin on social media. Oh my goodness! Yes, Jackson says Stokes didn't know what purple drink is. Uh, yes, Stokes, sir. Stokes, listening to hip hop. And Stokes I know exactly is, what purple yeah. drink is. It's too early in the morning for purple drink. Yeah. It'd be more like bourbon in the coffee. I'm not in my twenties anymore. Oh. <laughs> uh, Let's see. Smoky Tennessee says, Seth, I know that you are in Greensville, and I live here, born and raised, and a retired Greenville police officer. I, I'm the grandson of VFL uh, Bill Pierman, so you are in good company here. Are you on radio here? Local. That was from Smoky Tennessee, who lives in Greens, Greenville, just like you. No, no I, my, my full-time radio career is... is, is I'm not going to necessarily say it came to an end, but I, I stepped away from the game to, to go pursue other interests for a while. Um, 
not uh and no I, I didn't get fired i quit because i was not happy doing what i was doing um at the station i was doing it at didn't like how things were ran um just was not a was not a good fit for me and so uh wanted to go somewhere where i could grow and expand my horizons a little bit and i've done that and you know i never rule out a, a return but you know I, I like how things are going right now i like still doing production work for swain and and being on the show here and 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 you know pour my energy into this and my family and my my full-time job so uh no unfortunately i'm not in radio here in greenville but i i don't feel bad about it stokes is the real evp behind the scenes and um you know does a lot of our production there's a lot of the, the work that people don't don't see and you know stokes let it be known i broke up with her she ain't break up with me i yeah. broke up with her I don't want that to get twisted at all. <laughs> Seth got over at Greenville, got fired. No, 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 no. Seth did not. No, I, Seth, I made the decision. That station forward. <laughs> Seth helped that station win a couple of awards, and Seth wasn't going to be um, uh, patted on the back for that in ways that he deserved. <laughs> I'm going to go third person. I understand. Kevin in Houston says, what is purple drink? Is that the same thing as purple, purple rain? No, nah, Kevin, it's not. I'm going to let you Google that. Yeah. We are not going to be discussing uh, in detail what is purple drink, Kevin, okay? We're not doing that. This is not that type of show. Oh. <laughs> I'm, Kevin, I'm letting you do your own homework. You get on Google, Bing. I let you do your own homework. And then you can come back to us and say, oh, oh, okay. That, that's, that's what purple drink is, okay? So <laughs> do your homework, Kevin. Come back to us, and then we'll confirm or deny. All right? If that's really what it is. Uh, Ken says, take Gray back. Hell no. He's horrible. We can find much better running backs. We have two better running backs on the roster right now. He left, see ya, not welcome back. Listen, if you want to say if a player leaves, he can't come back, that's fine. Horrible? But horrible? Uh, you in your emotions this morning, Ken. Right. This <laughs> made their feelings. He is not horrible. That's like getting broke up with by that like that really hot chick that mm-hmm. was a little hard to deal with. Mm-hmm. And, and and you tell oh, she wasn't that hot. Yeah. She wasn't that fine. She, no, she no. Gray was good. No, he Gray was... still is good. Oklahoma just struggling right now. Yeah, he good. And I don't know, like, who's better between the three, Gray, Small, or Tyon. I don't know. I don't know if, like, you know, Small is better than Gray. I think Tyon is better. But I don't know who's better between those two. I I'm, I truly struggle with trying to pick one or the other. And I, 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 being biased, you would say, oh, well, Small's better because he's a, he's evolved. But, like, if you really took off your orange-colored sunglasses, who is really better between Small and Gray? I don't know yet. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I really don't. 865 255 <laughs> John K says Turkey Man's gonna use Google Platinum to research purple drink. <laughs> Google Google purple drink and like Jamarcus Russell. Let's see what comes up. Let's see what comes up. You will have endless amount of fun and yes. you would find yourself on like page eight of your Google search yes. before you know it. <laughs> like, do that. Yeah, do that. Don't do it if you're working though, because I don't want you to get Get fired, cause cause you can go down a rabbit hole for sure. Eight six five two hundred fifty five oh three. Uh, Kendra says he was overrated while he was here. 
the next broken tackle will be his first one. Uh, Tyon, greater than Gray, is not even close. Well, I'm not, I'm not arguing Tyon and Gray. I didn't say Tyon Gray. I said Tyon. Uh, I said Gray and Small. Gray and Small. I, I, I feel like Tyon is better than Gray. And Gray normally made the first guy miss. That was, his, that was his strength, was making the first guy miss. The weakness was the acceleration after making the first guy miss. But we're talking about a guy that was a freshman and a sophomore. So typically you develop as you get older. My goodness, I'm glad that, that, that folks didn't judge me like I was a senior when I was a freaking freshman. Well, I, I think people are also thinking about the 2018 season and how Gray would make somebody miss in the backfield, but not narrow one offensive lineman had gotten to the second level to put their hands on a linebacker. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not letting the fact that he left cloud my judgment on how good of a player he, he, he was here. Because he was electric the year before. Yeah, he was, he was good. And, like, the, 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 the last year, like – Excuse me, 2019 when he was real bad. Yeah. 20, like, he was good in 19. He was bad in, uh, last year in 20. Excuse me, um, my my ears mixed up. Um, it was the twenty. You know, last year was bad for everybody. Everybody, I think you get a curve. Everybody. I think everyone deserves a curve. Yes, because everyone was terrible. He was good in nineteen. Yeah, he was. He was good in nineteen. He was a freshman. So like, you you take you take him and all right, he he'll be a junior this year. I think I think he would be one of our best two backs. I don't think he's better than Tyon. But I don't know if he's better than small or not. That and, would be a nice running back battle to have. Yeah, yeah. Come about iron sharpening iron. Yeah. And I don't know if if that conversation ever happened. Now saying that it's going to happen. Someone just hypothetically asked that question because we were talking about Daryl Milton. So I don't want anybody to think that there's there's smoke there because it's not. But I, I don't know how that conversation would go. That's all I'm saying. Um, what I do know is that. One hour goes by quick, fast, in a hurry. And, uh, Stokes, that is our time for, for, for you on the program. So, it is Friday, my friend. The Braves are playing this weekend. Yep. I know you'll be ready to go, sitting, watching, cheering, nervous for the Braves. And it's always fun chopping up with my guy here on the Swain event, Stokes. So, man, I appreciate you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me on. You and Jay Wade have a great time the rest of the way. We'll do. We'll do. Swain Event fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. We'll take a quick time out, and then we'll be joined by Jonathan Wade, um, former Tennessee DB, here on the program. Stay with us. <laughs> 